drink and dance all night. Now let's talk of diapers and pacifiers and our pants are feeling tight. Bottle service with BKP. Bottle service with BKP. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Bottle Service. I've got something a little different for you today. We're coming up on the end of June. I mean, it's Father's Day month, and I thought it would be maybe a good idea to get a father's perspective on the show. From the beginning of this podcast, you've heard a lot from me, and I've brought on a lot of other moms in this last season to talk about postpartum, but we've never actually brought a guy on, so... I have wrangled up slash bribed the closest and, might I say, best-looking dad I could find. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my husband and baby daddy, Brandon Hall. Welcome. Hi, babe. (laughs) Welcome to the show. How does it feel to be the first guy on bottle service? Am I really the first guy on here? Yeah. Wow. That's pretty special. It is pretty special. Very special. So all three, I always like say there's like three probably three guys that listen to the show so it's it's probably a big moment for them oh well, i know a couple that listen to it do you I, do yeah. you really yeah i've got a couple oh okay. a couple of guys that said you got my wife through through this so oh. i can't remember exactly who they were but i know there's a couple okay okay i'll take it um okay so i uh now that i have you on which guys i should like paint the picture for you we are Sitting at home, we just got our baby down um, about like 30 minutes ago. Brandon just poured a glass of wine. Like we are spent. We are currently in it right now, would you say? Yeah. Our dishwasher broke and we did an hour and a half of dishes. <laughs> you did an hour and a half I did an hour and a half of dishes. Yeah. yeah. It, we're, we're in the trenches right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on your tiredness level, what would you say you're at? Tired. Like one to 10. Like 10. Really? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm like a, I'm like an 8.5. Yeah. Okay. You, you also did all the dishes, so yeah. it's okay if you're more tired. Before than me. that, I was like a six. Yeah. Um, I do not wish that on anybody, by the way. Um, okay. So I figured since I have you on, I want to go back for a moment. I mean, and I mean like way, way back um, and talk about like the first time you actually like when would you say that you actually felt like you were a dad because like for me obviously I was pregnant I carried the baby it's probably a different answer but I'm curious like what that was like for you from a guy's perspective um I know something clicked the second I found out that we were pregnant and I don't know if you want to consider that being a dad but there was definitely there was definitely something that said, okay, get your shit in order and start preparing or building or whatever. And for, in my case, it was like, I was going to run through walls to make sure that we were in a place that we could, um, be where we want to be when he came into this world. Um, so there was definitely like some crazy, just mind shift that happened the day that we found out we were pregnant. And then, I mean, the second, this, I mean, as soon as we were in the ER or in the OR and the second they hand, they handed him to me, like the world just flipped, flipped upside down, changed. Like, it's just, there's just, you hear about it all the time, but it was just like nothing else mattered in the world other than you and him and like taking care of the two of you from there on out. So I don't know. There was like, it's one of those things where, yeah, you people tell you that all the time, but you 
until you experience it there's and it's hard to explain that feeling yeah so yeah the second he was handed to me okay that's um that's good to hear (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i don't know i feel like sometimes you think the guy is just kind of like lost in this whole thing because they're not like physically going through all the shit but you're um yeah no i mean there is a part of me that was like, I will never be able to, I will never be able to understand what you're going through or what you went through. And then post or pre baby and then post baby, like I nor any man will ever be able to understand <laughs> that. Oh, we're going to talk much, about it as much as I tried, try to. Um, and I think I got really good at phrasing that to you at some point, you know, postpartum, but, um, I personally, try to do everything that I could to to understand to the best of my ability what you were going through during. yeah yeah I mean you did you did a pretty good job um Thanks. <laughs> I, I wanted, I'll take pretty good yeah no you did I, I all things considered but it, it, I mean we'll talk about it but there really is just like no way for any guy to understand no and I told you that like four times every single day for every hour of every day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but first, before we move on, like I wanted, like going back to that moment of birth, like what was that experience like for you, like watching the birth happen? Like d- did, was it what you expected? Was it totally different? Um, it was, I wouldn't say anything that I expected. I mean, it was a crazy I mean, my, my instincts are like wanting to just take care of you. I mean, I just knew that you weren't good in situations like that. We're talking like blood and surgery, like Sarah passes out the, the idea of Sarah drawing blood sends her into a frenzy for a couple of days before she has to do it. So this fact that like going into major surgery, like I was already just like, you know, hyper-focused on you and then, and then outcome baby, like me trying to be like, there was this crazy like time where I'm like, they were trying to hand me the baby, but you were freaking out on the table. So I'm like, well, I need to be with her, but this is, <laughs> this is my new baby. And I'm like, like I was just in this place of like, and no one preps you for it. Like I wasn't, no one like said, Hey, this is what's going to happen when you go in there. They're just like, okay, you can go in now. And you walk into this bright ass room, doctors with zero personality or zero emotions, nurses with zero personality, zero emotions, and then they're just going through their procedure, and then they hand you a baby, and I was just, it was just crazy, it was like a crazy, like, we had a doula, and thank God, because she was like, this is what's happening right now, go, go with the baby, I'll take care of Sarah, and then she came and took Bodhi, then I, I went back and took care of you, so it was like, I don't know, it was just like, it's just, we've talked about this so much, it's just shocking that people don't, prepare you for those situations yeah <laughs> they just throw both you and i into it um i don't remember exactly what the question was but that's <laughs> i was not prepared and it was very surreal and um it it's, was a crazy experience yeah it's one of those i mean i've spent so much time thinking like how could i like how can i prepare somebody who hasn't been through this through it and it's really hard to like even after going through it, I'm like, I don't know how I would prepare anybody. And I'm sure everybody's birth is so different. It's like, it's one of those things. It's almost impossible to prepare for. Totally. 
But I also think like a doctor can sit with you for five minutes before you go and be like, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> like that did not happen in our scenario. It may happen for other people's scenarios, but in our scenario, like no one was like, oh, they may have to take your baby out of the room because yeah. it's a C-section and they may have like they tried to explain all this stuff as they're like taking him out of the room from uh, away from us. And I was so it was like stuff like that, like there was zero preparation and like what could happen in there. It was just like, here, put your scrubs on. And after she's ready, we'll send you in. That's like literally all that I got. <laughs> um, so that's like, I don't know any doctors out there. Like you, just five minutes. <laughs> Go a long a way. Little, give us a little <laughs> bit more yeah. next time for sure. Um, what I, I'm curious, like, and, and it sucks. I feel like our birth is obviously so different from a lot of other people's birth situations like we never actually went into labor we never like actually went through like the pushing and all the stuff you see on tv um but did it make you change your view of me at all watching me go through birth 1000 like not my like not my view of you but my like love for you and my like just full like appreciation to a whole nother level like not only like in that moment of laying on the operating table delivering our child but just the whole process going through it like there's like i said there's just this crazy like crazy connection through the whole thing from the second you told me that we were pregnant through the entire process to like that second thought he was handed to me like of just like just such like appreciation for you and, and everything that you did to bring this human into this world it's perfect little human boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, while you were in there, were you like, thank God I'm a guy? 100%. <laughs> yes, you can still have fun as a new mom, guys. I hope all of you are living your best hot mom summer so far. And if you want to kick back with a spritz, a spicy margarita, a seltzer, whatever your adult beverage is of choice, just make sure you chase it with some morning recovery from more labs. I love morning recovery and basically refuse to drink without it at this point. I just can't afford to feel like crap after a day or night of drinking when I have to pair it the next day. So that's where this little proprietary blend of electrolytes and vitamins comes in handy. This formula helps speed up the breakdown of alcohol-induced toxins. All you have to do is drink one of these bad boys before or after you drink alcohol, and it will help rehydrate and restore lost nutrients so you can wake up ready to take on really whatever motherhood has in store for you. I have seen these sold actually individually in my local grocery shop now, which is awesome. But pro tip, just go and buy a box of these. <laughs> I'm telling you, I have several in my pantry and they do come in handy. And I know that they will, especially this summer. Right now, if you go to their website, you can save 20% off when you use code BIGKID at morelabs.com slash BIGKID. Do not let rough mornings after drinking dampen the next day. Drink smarter with morning recovery. And again, use that code BIGKID for 20% off your entire order at checkout. Cheers. Okay, you know what's funny is I put up a question sticker on Instagram for this episode and I got a bunch of questions that are just like actually amazing because they're all the same. They're all the exact same question. Like every question is a variation of do dads actually realize everything that we go through? 
to deliver you your child. Well, this goes back to, no, I think it's impossible for us to realize it because we're not in your body and we don't understand what you're going through. Um, and it goes back to like what I said in the beginning of like, I tried as hard as I can to try to understand <laughs> what you were going through and sympathize and be there for you. And every time all I got in return is you will never understand. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, there's literally nothing I can do other than like, there's, there's literally was nothing else that I could do in my mind to like understand more of what you're going through other than going through it myself, which is physiologically impossible. It's but, just not fair. I, if I had like one wish, it would be for men to like spend uh, one day. Uh, you told me that many times. <laughs> 90 times during the nine months. This is like my greatest hits track. It was like that saying, I wish you could experience this for one day. You'll never understand. You have no idea. Like basically on repeat. And I'm hungry, but I have no idea what I want. Yeah. I'm starving, but I don't I'm want I'm starving, anything. but I don't want anything. Yeah. That was pretty much my daily or daily conversations. Yep. Good times. Um, let's talk about postpartum because, you know, obviously we're in that we're in that uh, phase of life right now. Uh, even even a year out, they say like postpartum is is a lot longer than just, you know, those six weeks after giving birth. What would you say was like the hardest part for you in those early days? It's I blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember them. <laughs> Um, well, let me phrase this by whatever was the hardest part for me was nothing near the hardest part for you. So we'll just get that out of the way. (laughs) Good start. (laughs) And, uh, I would, I would say just like going from both you and I lived a very like independent free life to like kind of go and please as we wanted to. And that came to a screeching halt immediately. And we had a very scheduled process like a very scheduled life where there was no negotiations whatsoever it was like we were we were waking up at this time to feed him we were wait we were feeding the kid this time like literally life came to a standstill and we had this very regimented scheduled life and like while that doesn't sound like there's many aspects to that that made it hard but i think that was like for us and especially for me it was making that transition and like you kind of just do it unconsciously like thinking back like I didn't think it at the time but thinking back like that was probably the biggest shock to our system at least my system was like going into this like very very regimented scheduled life and like putting everything else behind me to care for you and this and this new baby yeah which was a pleasure and like I did in a heartbeat (laughs) but it was like that was it was a crazy transition in both of our lives I think yeah yeah and and I'll just say now I mean this is a safe space don't worry don't worry about offending (laughs) me or qualifying that like my shit was harder like we all we all know that that's Mm. true but like you could you can you can tell us the real the real real <laughs> you know, is there something I'm missing? I don't know. I mean, you could be like, I, I don't know. Seeing your boobs was like the worst part of it. I don't know. No, that was fine. <laughs> For me, that was like terrifying those early days. <laughs> like, what is what is my body? Yeah. Um, in terms of like my recovery, like what surprised you the most? 
Because uh, you, you had a front row seat to that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's long. I think I think you in your mind had this idea that you're, well, you did. And the doctor told you that you're going to be back to normal in like six weeks. Yeah. And we got to six weeks and we're like, you know, like we're, we're felt like we basically walked out of the hospital in a bit six weeks. And so it's like, I, I wasn't recovered. <laughs> I hadn't like... I hadn't worked out once in six weeks after this kid was born and you were expecting to be like back to normal in six weeks. And so I think not back to normal, but, um, I think just it, everything took way longer than you anticipated, which was, you know, we're both very driven, like goal oriented people. And I think that was hard on you. So it was hard to like see you get, it was tough to see how discouraged you were getting that you weren't bouncing back. Like, everyone said you should or like other people's did or whatnot and so i think that was kind of the hardest part of just watching like you struggle through that i mean and here we are 13 months later you look amazing you're definitely back to, <laughs> to your, where you were but it you know Not it's quite. like uh, no in my mind <laughs> um but yeah i think like i think those those first couple months were like it was a grind and yeah you definitely were struggling at some points. You know what I thought about actually like the other day recently? Do you remember when we were talking to our doctor before we went in for the C-section and I was asking her about the scar and 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 I was like, you know, it's going into summer. She's like, don't worry. But we we went in what in April and she's yeah. like, by by July 4th, you'll be bikini ready. Do you remember yeah. her saying that? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, <laughs> bitch, you yeah. could not be more off Yeah, for multiple reasons. But you're right. I think I def I, I know I definitely came in with um, like false expectations. And I think a lot of people do. Yeah. And, and it goes both ways, like for the woman and the, the male in the situation. Totally. Yeah. Um. <laughs> what part of what part of my body was the scariest postpartum <laughs> i mean hands down when bodhi bit your nipple into a pancake oh yeah <laughs> that was, that was in the hospital <laughs> yeah i think i talked about that on here yeah he like literally oh my god that ah yeah i heard like my boobs hurting right now <laughs> yeah i mean there was a lot of things in the hospital that i think were maybe at least i wasn't prepared for you to see like, I didn't know how up close and personal shit was going to get. Like, you had to, like, physically, like, like pull up my diaper and, like, change out the pad and, like, the the pee bin in yep. the hospital. Like, you saw some shit. Yep. <laughs> watch them push. I don't even know if you realize this. Watch them come in and, like, push your abdomen right after the surgery and, like, just push blood out of your vagina. <laughs> just pulls the blood. I'm like, oh, Gross. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't see I think that. You were blacked out for that part. I, I mean, I, <laughs> I remember up. it because I was like, "The fuck is this?" Like, yeah. that's another thing. Like, no one really tells you about. People yeah. are going to come over and push on your stomach. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I couldn't see what was coming out. Yeah. I remember you were like, Ugh! "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> but still, the nipple was the grossest. For sure. For sure. <laughs> they told. They just whoever the nurse was like oh just let him suck on it for like until he's done and then like 45 minutes had gone by and sarah's like so much pain and she comes back in and she's like okay let's check let's let's uh, that's probably enough and it was just like her nipples just flat like a pancake yeah <laughs> like, Ugh, so painful 
God, uh, I actually have like I've forgotten a lot of this. It's yeah. like all coming back to me. Uh, um, what would you say were like the biggest shifts in our relationship post baby? Um, I'm really, just I, like hammering you with questions. I right know, now. Jesus. I need more wine. Our biggest shifts in our relationship. I mean, I think we had a pretty good relationship going into this, but I think like I know it, the bond between us like shot through the roof as soon as this kid was born. Um, I remember those first couple nights like like you cuddled me like we did back when I first met you in New York and I like <laughs> you slept on top of me for like months straight. <laughs> like I don't know, there was just like this like holy shit, we just did this together and we're in this together and this is like i don't know there's it's it, it felt like it took our bond to a whole nother level um you definitely like you become family it's like a different it's a different thing you're like you're sharing genetics yeah 100 like percent. We're, we're tied forever yeah kind of thing yeah 100 percent. um i don't know and there's just this like there's just this sense yeah there's this like extreme sense of family and an extreme sense of um, at least from my standpoint, like I have to fend for both of you and like, um, like that's what I wake up thinking every day, you know? And it's like, not that it wasn't that before, but it was not to the, like to the, to the extent that it is now. And that's a whole nother dynamic of what's happened in the, the two years <laughs> since we found out we were pregnant and I like shifted that mindset. Um, but yeah, I just, th I think it's, I mean, it brought us immensely closer together and created this bond between us that, um, you know, is super powerful. Oh, that's so sweet. When I wrote that question, I, I was going to, I was thinking like you, we were going to go like negative shifts. So that's cute that you brought up like like, a positive. I don't do negative. You know that. <laughs> I know. But we want to hear like the, we want to hear the juice. You want to hear like what guys are actually thinking in this period of time. Like you were never like scared that you know your like fun like carefree wife was like gone forever no <laughs> not once really yeah i thought she was gone <laughs> i know you did i brought her back <laughs> um okay we'll move right along um all right we have to obviously talk about sex because that's a big part of relationships and something that definitely shifts after a baby gets here <laughs> um I mean, and I've talked about this on the podcast before. I mean, at a certain point in pregnancy, like there was a point where you were just like, not, <laughs> you were just like, not about it. So like, when did that come back? Um, I mean, I don't know exactly when it came back, but it definitely came back. <laughs> it came back before mine came back. I was like, yeah, yeah. You were like, so, and I'm like, no fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't remember two or three months. I mean, it was a couple of months for sure. I mean, we were both too tired to even think about it for a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just going to throw out and guess it was around two months. That sounds about right. Yeah. People say like, people say, oh, by, you know, don't have sex until six weeks postpartum. And yeah. like six weeks came and went. We were yeah. like, oh, no, yeah. we're good. Yeah, Doug. yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> keep it, keep it going. Not even possible. <laughs> yeah. Run it back another six. Um, yeah. I just thought that was so weird because like I at least felt a lot cuter 
and pre- I mean, I didn't feel cute when I was pregnant, but I felt a lot cuter pregnant than I did postpartum. Like even like three months out, I was like, Ugh. Oh, that was a lot of it was in your head. Uh, it was definitely a lot in her. Yeah, it was. I'm telling I you. I was also like leaking from every orifice. <laughs> Not three months afterwards. <laughs> but definitely weeks after. Yeah, weeks like, after for sure. Yeah. There was no fly zone. No fly zone for sure. Um, were you scared like the first time we, we got after it? Afterwards? No, like to have sex. Like, were you scared? After the baby came? Yes. No. Really? Yeah. Oh my god, I was. I had terrified. much more. Ter- I had my my issues were much more during pregnancy. <laughs> that was a whole other thing. I know. <laughs> oh, I was like, I was t- terrified, and I've heard a lot of women say that, like women thinking of like the first time they're going to do it afterwards, are like freaking out. Yeah, it's. I mean, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So I like how that didn't even cross your mind. You're like, let's go. Well, I probably did. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, okay. If you had to grade yourself, what areas would you say you excelled in in those early days versus, versus some areas of improvement? Oh, wow. Who wrote that question? <laughs> Obviously me. <laughs> <laughs> or like, where would you say, like, in let's just say in total, like, where would you say you excelled in that postpartum period versus areas of improvement? Wow. I didn't know this was going to turn into this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I know where you excelled. Oh man, I you know in the early days I did every I tried to do as much as I could to allow you to heal and relax and recover. Um, ding ding. And um, you know I've tried to take take as much off as you as possible for a long period of time, and I think I've just. I think I've excelled at just being a present father and a good father and a good role model and um and just being there for both you and Bodhi. Um I think where I had areas of improvements and I've heard this come I've I don't know where I've heard this, but um I've relied I've relied on you for a lot of the educational stuff of like reading the books and filling me in. Um which I'm very grateful for. Did you listen to my episode a couple of weeks no. ago? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I haven't done a good job of keeping up with all your episodes. That's probably for the best. Um, but that's probably one where, you know, I could have definitely done better of, of just my tendency is I'll just figure it out. And this is not one of those areas of life where you just figure it out and you kind of have to, um, rely on past experiences and books and whatnot. And you've done a good job of reading the books and getting educated and then filling me in on it. And, um, which I'm super grateful for because I'm very busy doing other things. (laughs) Um, I don't know. You can tell me where else I need to improve. (laughs) No, I, I, no, I think I, I mean like focusing on the positive here. I think, I think I honest to God, I would give you like an A as a grade, which is like, you know, I I wouldn't fuck around. I wouldn't say you were going to a student. If you weren't, I'd give you like a B (laughs) minus, but you did really well. And I'd say like the best thing you, you did for me and like what I would tell any dad listening to this or like new father is to like focus on letting um, the woman heal. Like that was the, that is the number one thing you did for me is like, let me sleep. Yeah. 
like just taking morning shift every morning. Like yeah. you could have done nothing else. <laughs> and it, like that is so huge still. to this day. Yeah. A year <laughs> out, you're still got, got morning shift. Like I'm very grateful. I'm very, very grateful. But I actually kind of, I like that question. I think it's like, if anyone listening, I think it's like one of those to talk to each other about and be like, what, what like grade would you give me? Or, you know, where, what are my areas of improvement? We were just at a, um, a dinner with another couple and they were telling us how they asked their kids. Remember like they were telling us that they asked their daughter to give them a a report card every, every year. I'm like, that's genius. Yeah. I kind of like that. What would you give me? A plus. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> and just asking, and just I think it's important, like in just relationships in general, just ask, like asking, what do you want and what do you need, and like, especially in times like this, like you're, you told me straight up, like I need sleep. You know, I'm like, all right, well, done. Like I'll figure that out. So, yeah. um, like just stopping every couple months and like having that conversation especially in times like this of like what can i do to make your life easier right now or what do you need in these times like it's it's sometimes very little things that makes a huge difference for like sure. i just needed you to give me a high five for doing all the dishes tonight and it like made my night you know <laughs> that's all i, I gave you more than a high five I know. <laughs> um, by that she means a hug and a smooch, <laughs> like, <and> a smooch. <laughs> Fill up my wine glass again. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk after this. Um, yeah, no, I like that. I think I think a lot of couples get caught up in like, I think the woman takes on a lot of the baby shit. Like they just do. It's just inherent, and like there's these traditional roles that everyone follows. And I feel like, I don't know. We've definitely. I think you've taken on a lot more than like the traditional father role. Yeah. I mean, that's also by design. Like I made, I made a conscious decision in my early twenties that I was going to put myself in a position where I could be there every day for my kids when they come. So that's why I picked you. Um, like we're very, very fortunate. One, we have the kids later in life, but two, you know, like I set out to be an entrepreneur and do in, and I set out to do what we're doing so that I could be in this position to be there for you and to be there for a kid. But like not all people are that fortunate. I can't, I can not even imagine like trying to do this and also like rushing out the door to get to a nine to five job every day. Like, so like trying to do what we did and do that, like I could see how, you know, I know my dad had to go back to work a couple of days after I was born, you know, my mom had to go back to work like a couple of weeks after I was born. Like so crazy. It's people a whole do different, it. I mean, people are and people are right still now, doing that today. To yeah. hundred yeah. percent. So like, yeah, I did. I, I did a good, you know, I was, I was there for you as much as I could be, but I also like worked really, really hard to get to this point to where I was able to be there for you. But I can like, it was tough for us given the freedoms that we have right now. And I, you know, I can only imagine how much harder it would be if we, if we didn't have those. Yeah. And the help. I mean, we also have my, my mom down the street and like, that's a whole nother thing that we maybe take for granted at times. It's like, like we, the ultimate cheat code we had, you know, so <laughs> be close to a grandparent. Yeah. Um, 
I know I promised you I would make this short, so I got a couple more questions for you. Um, uh, what is something like you would want women or me to know about like the male experience as the dad, like something that maybe like we can do for the dads that are also experiencing this big life transition. Cause I know, I, I know, I know for sure I focused on like my own well being, yeah, and for good reason. Like I had a lot of like shit to heal from and you know, it's, it's hard coming out of postpartum, but I think, you know, you guys go through shit too. What would you, what would you say? Um, I was, I would say, I would say the biggest thing is like, have some grace knowing that we will never, ever, 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 ever understand what you guys are going through. No matter how many times like you guys need to say it. Like there's no way that we could ever understand it. That was, I mean, we were not joking when it was like four times a day. <laughs> so it was like, you'll never understand. And I'm like, I know I'll never understand. Well, okay. Like, so like part of the reason why I kept saying that so much though, is because I, I kind of felt like you were, we were, you were treating me like how you would normally, like we, you know, like we're going yeah, about our lives so, as normal. And I'm like, no, I just got hit by a fucking bus. Exactly. So you're leading right into the second part of my answer is be very transparent of what your wants and needs are in that time. And like what you need, because you know, we had a, we did a very good job during this, but it was like a microcosm of a day is like, you'll never understand what I'm going through. Okay. At least let me give you some food. Okay. What do you want? I don't know. Can <laughs> just something. Can you tell me? I don't know. Okay. Just go get me something. I bring you, you know, something and you're like i hate this i can't eat this okay, i'll never you're eat this so again. exaggerating right now <laughs> i'm exaggerating a little bit but it was like and i know it's hard i know like i know again i'll never understand what it was like to, to go through it um in your guys shoes but it's you know like i wanted to do everything i could to to be there for you and to and to get you whatever you needed. But there was like this, there were so many times where I'm like, I just don't understand nor want and nor could you communicate to me what you needed at the time mm. and put me in a place of like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Yeah. <laughs> right now, you know, so I think the more, and it may be, and I know it's probably very hard, but the more like you could communicate to me at the times when you know exactly what you need and want, then I know what you need and want rather than trying to like figure, you know, figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually very good feedback. I could still, you know, I, I think I could still improve in that area. Like there's been times where I feel like even just the other day I was like trying to do four things at once and like Bodie was screaming and I was trying to make dinner and you were just like, if you need help, just, just say like, can you grab them? Yeah. And I'm like, Oh shit, you're right. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. That's a very good example. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair. I love that. Um, what's been the biggest surprise for you in fatherhood? Um, you can give gosh. me a biggest surprise or favorite thing about becoming a dad. I don't know what a surprise would be. I think, God, there's just so their favorite thing. There's just so many of them. Um, I get, this is kind of a funny one. Um, I, I gave all of my friends, I gave so many of my friends that had kids throughout the year shit for just like dropping off the face of the earth after they had their kid. And 
just like wouldn't come to things anymore wouldn't just couldn't get a hold of him anymore or whatnot and now like i've had to go on an apology tour <laughs> since this be like look no i totally get it now i understand it's just like you literally like black out for six to six to 12 months and like resurface and you're like where'd all my friends go like yeah <laughs> why don't why aren't we getting invited anything anymore um and you're like, oh, because I haven't returned any text in 12 months, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's not, it's just out of like, just complete survival survival mode that you just focus on. Like literally, I, I guess that's probably the biggest surprise is like, just 100% of your focus goes, goes in my case to like you and Bodhi, you know? And it's like, that comes first. And then after it comes everything else. And then well there's a whole other business and like shit going on that i'm trying to focus on after that and then all the other little thing all the other fun stuff like just completely got put to the side um for a while um just catching up just everything from going and catching up with a friend or a phone call with a friend or phone call with family like those are just really hard to squeeze in for a long time and still are you know but it's it's more manageable nowadays but yeah, there. I think that was kind of the biggest surprise is how much like life just like gets put on hold. Yeah. After this thing comes into your world, <laughs> <laughs> and you kind of have to resurface and uh, figure out how to like how to live life again with a child and a schedule and what's what's the uh, what's the word? Oh, the non-negotiable wake-up call. Like, yeah, you really have to want to go out and have a good night when you know you're waking up at 6 a.m. to a kid that just wants to scream <laughs> and or have your attention nonstop. So um, hangovers cost a lot more these days, put it that way. Yeah, that is why Morning Recovery is a sponsor of exactly. the show. <laughs> <Here we> go. <laughs> Cannot function without it. Um do you, can you believe how cute our baby is? He's the cutest thing ever. I actually didn't have that question written down, but yeah. just we I ask you that like three times a day. Anyway. Yeah, he's so cute. So cute. Yeah. You get all the, <laughs> you get all the credit for that one. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's a good mix of us. He's so precious. Um, okay, now that you have final question, final question. I promised you I would keep this short and sweet, and I think we're we're getting there. Um, now that you have survived the first year, like what is one piece of advice you would give to the dad who's exiting the hospital with their new baby? Unisom. (laughs) (laughs) There's another sponsor for you. Unisom really should be a sponsor of the show. Could not live without it. It's a sleep aid. For anybody who hasn't been listening to this podcast, since the early days i got addicted to it in pregnancy and and i've gotten yeah. brandon addicted to it <laughs> post-pregnancy i've gotten addicted <laughs> to it um so the advice for dads that are exiting the hospital right now um i mean as much as you can like sarah has already mentioned like do especially for this first couple of weeks like take as much night shift as you can let let your wife sleep and recover um it's you you won't remember any of it anyways (laughs) so just like run through walls um but and just enjoy it gosh like everyone tells you it goes by and so fast and god it's so true so just like 
those I would give anything to have those special little moments back in those first like I I have this special memory of me being com- in complete delirious I don't know what time it was like probably 12 or noon and you know and Sarah coming down and just being like you need to go lay down you know <laughs> and I just been I had like throw up all over me my hair was sticking straight up in the air I was so delirious um but I wouldn't trade it for the world like it was such a special time those those first couple weeks and first couple months so like just enjoy the shit out of them like put work like put work on hold if you can like put just just do whatever you can to like be there for your baby and and your wife at during especially those first couple weeks or first as much as you can and um because when it goes by so fast they're precious memories and like the more that you can lean in during that time like the better it's going to be for your relationship and for your wife's recovery it's a great piece of advice b you did great thanks. first guy on this podcast and you crushed it thanks babe well done all right thanks thanks for being on let's um let's reward you for doing those dishes okay <laughs> <laughs> love you guys thanks for listening and bumping along with us see you next week Service with BKP. Bottle service.